Welcome to Zero's Game Room, where all things gaming takes place. Interviews, discussions, and the latest gaming news. So take a seat, get comfortable, adjust your headset, because it's game time. Here's your host, Zero. Welcome to Zero's Game Room, the podcast where we talk about all things gaming. And today, we're going to be talking about pre-orders and exclusives and how they might be toxic to the video game community. With me today is a guest we've had quite a bit lately. It's the one, the only, you love him. It's Onpred. Welcome back to the show, buddy. Uh, are you telling me that I've been on so much it's a problem? Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Zero, uh, well, Zero, I, I, I thought I was welcome here, Zero. You, you are. You were more than welcome my here. podcast. Well, buddy. Well, well, buddy. Buddy. Uh, buddy. <laughs> it's called Zero's Game Room for a reason. So, uh, any yeah, We're going to have to make changes here. I know, right? Well, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. But, Onpred, you have talked about recently how you think there's this toxicity in the gaming community when it comes to pre-orders. Of, I want to hear your opening statement here, buddy. Okay, not a problem. Mr. Buddy, I feel like recently, or at least now, and it always has been the stigma that whenever there's a such thing as pre-orders or even pre-ordering for a game, it's considered toxic in the community. And I feel like that's because it gives people the opinions that this is what we're supporting. Mm-hmm. And just recently with Battlefield Five, how there's getting so much hatred and it's so different that if you look at the pre-order sales now, it's 85% less than Batna. It's 85% less than Call of Duty Black Ops 4. So when we see pre-ordering, we see that it's that movement of like, this is what the gaming community wants and it shall deliver. But I feel like if you do that to an evil company, let's say uh, Konami... I like how you call. Ma- I like how you're calling them an evil company. It, there are they are evil. Have you seen what they've done to uh, Kojima? They're evil. Konami's yeah, no, evil. Yeah, Hide- yeah, Hideo Kojima. Yeah, rip. Yes, he's rip. <laughs> Peace. But, but yeah, I feel like it's toxic in the community. I don't think so because when it comes to pre-ordering, what what essentially are you doing when you're pre-ordering a game? Like, let's get that like- out of the way. I feel like when you pre-order a game, I feel like you're supporting whatever that company wants to give out. And I feel like that's a bad move to pre-order games because I feel like that's less an incentive for them to keep trying harder. Or if you see people say, oh, well, if this is what people want now and it's so popular, then let's cut some of the content that we were trying to do at the last minute and just save it for later. I, I mean, feel like when things like that happen, I feel like that's why it's so toxic to pre-order games, I especially mean, now. I guess, yeah, because sometimes, I know with like Red Dead Redemption 2 and stuff like that, when you get when you pre-order a game, you get like bonuses and stuff like that. Well, sometimes you do. Um, like, for example, let's take an example that I know I can see to your point of sometimes, because I think what we're trying to get to is that when it comes to pre-ordering, sometimes you get extra bonuses, and sometimes those extra bonuses are actual in-game content that just gets pulled that you'll later just have to buy as DLC. And I, and I think that's the biggest problem that a lot of people are facing at the moment. And when it comes to this, I can agree with you to an extent because I know this is a big problem when it comes to Kingdom Hearts 3 because Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be coming out. And if depending on where you pre-order it, different things will be taking place. For example, if you pre-order it digitally on the PlayStation Store, then what ends up happening is you will get a screensaver, a background, whatever you want to call it for your PS4 menu, which is really cool. But if you order it off of GameStop, you don't get that. You get the physical copy, but you'll also get a wall scroll or a 
poster or whatever. But if you order it from Square Enix, you'll get um, like figurines, a steel bookcase, a whole bunch of things for it. So to some extent, I'll agree, but. I don't know. Like when you when 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 I think of pre-order, I just think it's just you putting your money to ensure you get a copy of the game. Don't you think? I mean, I kind of do, but at the same time, I think at this point, I would say you're complaining that why would if I'm getting the exact same product from set A or set B or from set C company, why are the why is there different premiums for me pre-ordering at that set company? Um I feel like that's, again, obviously for me and you, we both know that's a business strategy, but I feel like if you were to pre-order any game in general, I feel like that's bad because wouldn't that just lead to Square Enix or from anybody to be like, well, we already know the numbers that are there and we already know our audience, so let's just try to get them to our side. Okay, I I can't, well, look, 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 look. this is what I think. When it comes to pre-ordering, and and maybe this is just me, I don't know how many other people out there like pre-ordering games or what, I would only pre-order a game if it was from one, a company I really knew really well trusted, like Nintendo, or here, I'll give you some simple examples. Let's take the example of, like, Pokemon, okay? Pokemon has always been a thing that's been around not a lot has changed to the formula necessarily like at the end they just add new mechanics and whatnot but not much has necessarily changed in different ways you know what i'm saying like pokemon at its core is still the same game you go out you fight monsters the pokemons you catch them new pokemon get added new story elements new pokeballs blah 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 but at the end of the day i'm still gonna pre-order it because it's still gonna be the same thing i'm not gonna get a different product now i would not pre-order let's just say i already went out and bought my switch that i plan on getting because you know smash bros is gonna be a thing but let's just say i had this nintendo switch already okay and let's say uh, let's take the example of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. I would not go out and pre-order that. Why? Yes, it's still Pokemon, but I feel with the mechanics and the videos and just everything, it's not one of those games that I would necessarily go out and get right away that I need to pre-order it to get everything. It's not one of those things under my radar that I'm like, uh, if I'm going to pre-order a game, I'm going to re- pre-order it from a company that I trust, like Square Enix, like Kingdom Hearts, because it's a series that I have followed to this day, but I would not pre-order a game that I just didn't trust the developers or the company behind. Kind of how, like, it, with the recent problems EA has had with, like, a Star Wars Battlefront 2 and the microtransactions, you know EA has that reputation now, and it's not a company I would necessarily trust to pre-order games from. That doesn't make sense, though, because even beforehand, you just even said to yourself that, oh, well, I would like Pokemon because I know we're getting the exact same product. So... You're essentially supporting Nintendo for making the exact same content. But what happens the moment they make something, a unique spinoff that you don't want to support? Then, but, when, when, okay, no, 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 it's true, it's true. No, I'll let you finish your thought, go for it. I feel like you should support them, but at the exact same time, let's go a different route. Let's say, I don't know, Ukulele, for example. Okay. Ukulele, you had people from Rare that came over to their own Kickstarter and yeah, make a unique product. That's true, that's Why true. Why wouldn't you support that? Hmm? Well, hmm? I mean, okay, you got me there, but... I guess, see, there's this realm of, like, Kickstarter games and, like, developer console games. And plus, there have been failed projects before. Let's take it back to the old faithful that everybody learned to love to hate. 
Mighty Number no. Nine. Mighty Number no. Nine should have been the game that should have been fantastic. The 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 reimagining of Mega Man, the predecessor. Everything should have gone right. For Pete's sake, we had the granddaddy of Mega Man there. Uh, KG and Fune, and what did we get? We got crap products. So I guess I'd be a little more weary because, yes, in essence, you are pre-ordering a game when it comes to Kickstarter because you're paying for it. But I feel that when it comes to Kickstarter, you have to be a little more wary just because of the events that have happened in the past. Games have flopped. Games have done really bad. But there have been games that have come really well. So when it comes to me, going back to your statement earlier about like, well, oh, you're just supporting you know companies rehashing the same thing when it comes to those things pokemon if it's a main staple pokemon game same things they always add new mechanics so it does change it up a bit but let's go into spin-offs about pokemon like pokemon ranger and just other spin-offs of pokemon i wouldn't pre-order it those are the types of game spin-offs that i would wait for their release and once they get released i would then see reviews because people get pre- review copies on it people will talk about it people will be talking about it upon its release by then i will be able to make a you know a safe judgment if it's actually good for me or not um another example i could think of right off the top of my head that people have you know gained pre-order copies of was like persona i've been a fan of persona since persona 3 4 i've actually dipped in a little bit of persona 2 and i've just watched walkthroughs of 1 and 2 completely but i didn't buy persona 5 one because yeah i trust atlas i think atlas is a great company but i wasn't necessarily ready so i waited a year to buy persona 5 and the price was cheaper so in essence, yes, there are times where like I'm probably going to pre-order a game if I'm fully invested in the universe of this game series and I trust the company behind it. And if there's only going to be enhancements, I say want not. But when it comes to spinoffs, I think you should take a breather and not necessarily pre-order it. But then yet again, you just said that the Persona 1, 2, and you supported that game, and then you even trust Atlas. What was the problem with Persona 5 that you didn't want to? I think it was more or less that I wasn't invested in the time, and I didn't want to pre-order it. It was more or less that, like, I thought about it, but not only that, being a, you know, broke college student, <laughs> money's not readily available at all times. You gotta, you know, so Persona 5 was put on the back burner, and more or less, I looked up reviews. I waited a year. The price went down to about $40. And I picked it up and I to this day now can say it's probably my favorite game on the PS4 platform. But I I do understand because there are standard editions of games, but there's also what are those like super deluxe special editions when you pre-order. And I think that's the problem you're trying to get to. I do. I really hate the fact that, as you said early, way earlier in the in the podcast, is that I hate how when there's a special edition, the standard edition, the deluxe edition. I hate how there's different versions that essentially there is no special pre-order because I remember getting, let's just say Assassin's Creed, how you can get this super special secret mission that you can go into the temple. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. I get to play that part of the game. But it doesn't matter if I pre-order it the day of. I can always get the standard edition and then pay an extra $5 or $10 or whatever it costs to get that content. It for me, it doesn't make sense to pre-order, and I don't like this sense that 
you want me to get hyped up to spend another $30 or $40 for in-game content that you already had ready to go on the day of and still try to sell me maybe another season pass or something. I oh feel like that's gosh. very anti-consumer friendly and I hate it. I hate it too much. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I mean, I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is doing something like that where they're like giving you like if you pre-order it and you get the deluxe edition, you'll get like certain maps and items. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get certain maps, you get certain outfits, and even then, if you get the the the, the Godly Edition or the Ultimate One, you will get multiplayer bonuses that you essentially can even you get all of them. Maybe a different colored horse. But then at the same <laughs> yeah, point, then why nah. would you even get that if you can unlock it? It doesn't make sense to me. I I guess. See, I think what we're trying to get to, and the bottom, like the end point of this, is I don't think necessarily. The problem is pre-ordering games. It's when game pre-orders have specialties coming with them. Because essentially when I think of pre-order, I don't necessarily right off the bat think, what am I getting with this? When I think of pre-order, I think of a game that I really want. And I'm putting money towards it to reserve my copy. That's what I think pre-ordering is. I think, again, you have to be a little bit more wary of what you buy you have to really think about where you're putting your money towards this game uh, i for anyone who just goes out on a whim and just pre-orders any game just because i think that's more of a problem pre-order should be for example um again there's a bunch of games i probably would have pre-ordered if i had more money but broke college students mm-hmm. we don't have that luxury like when shadow of the colossus got re-released i would have pre-ordered that because i've had history with Shadow of the Colossus for the PS2, and I would love to see it remastered and whatnot. So when it came out, I did want to pre-order it. But yeah, I could just go out and buy it now. But yeah, I think the but- problem comes. I think you 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 hit the nail on the coffin when when certain content of that game is removed and put into like DLC or hey you want to play this extra bonus map well you can only get it if you pre-order it and then after you pre-order it months later you'll get it oh you, you can, can just, just buy it, it for DLC <laughs> yeah it's or, like what's so special about or it? I think I don't know if it was for Destiny or what game was it mm-hmm. there I don't know if you've ever had this problem where you buy well no you do a lot of PC gaming I know that but and like mm-hmm. certain console games, when you open the game up, like the case, there'll be like a little code and it'll be like, oh, you get this exclusive gun if you input this code. Thanks for pre-ordering, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, those exclusives don't they're last. pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they're not very, like I think actually, you know what? It's funny that you bring that up. I think Kingdom Hearts is doing that. Depending on where you pre-order hmm. it, you'll get a certain keyblade. And I can almost guarantee you paying that extra money for getting the limited edition special uh here's the special pre-order edition it might not be worth it i think the last time i pre-ordered a game it was halo odst oh my god yeah that was so back man again this is why i hate pre-ordering it was so back and the only special thing that i got was a code with a piece of plastic saying i can get um i was a master chief it was the other guy it was his mentor. I totally forgot his name. It was just that. And he even had to make sure I asked the employee, uh, I pre-ordered this game, can I get it? Because he forgot. Are you like, serious? Yeah, it wasn't even special about it. But I don't know. I hate how if we're going to do pre-orders, at least for me, I think the perfect pre-order and maybe hopefully some companies will get traction is that I want something physical to go along with the pre-orders. I don't care if 
I get to play a certain map. I don't care if I get it, you know, go get access to a certain gun. Forty levels later, I I don't want that. That doesn't seem special to me. That's not ultimate. I'd rather go back to the times where you get something physical. You get the RC car. You get like, you know, let's say Red Dead Redemption. I'd rather get a plastic revolver that says Red Dead Redemption Two, and I will feel like a badass compared to. Well, you get a black horse with white stripes. Huh? <laughs> uh? So what you're saying is you like more of like the physical memorabilia, maybe you could call it, you know, like when I think they- I think that would be better if they start doing that to make it more special rather than leave that to, you know, I think it was Assassin's Creed Origins or was it was the one where they went to Egypt where for you to get like a real life, you know, it was like a sculpture and all that stuff. For like three thousand dollars, and I was like, "Ooh, it's only for like it was like a thousand or three thousand dollar uh, collector's item, and there was like a hundred available." And you're like, "Why? Why? <laughs> that doesn't yeah, seem yeah, so special yeah, it doesn't to seem, me." Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. I remember, and maybe this is going back. Like, I will agree with you to this part. I think pre-orders are necessary because, like I said, it's one of those things that you can put your money towards having a placeholder of that game. But I do wish that pre-order specials only came in physical content, not digital content. Oh, one more thing. It better not even be timed exclusives because I think uh, that's completely stupid too. I think you had an example of that. What what has been a timed exclusive? And Even a recent one. It's the Battlefield, not the Battlefield, the Call of Duty Black Ops 4. That was when if you pre-order before the whole beta, um, with the beta that was completely free to everybody who didn't order, if you pre-order that game ahead of time, you'll get an extra week early to play the game that you're already going to be playing with everybody else. That's like, why? I That doesn't seem like an, an incentive for me okay. to, yeah, I see. to purchase. Yeah, I see. To get the pre-order bonuses and whatnot. So I think this is what we are trying to wrap up on as we're getting close to our 20-minute mark, is that yes. when it comes to pre-ordering, I personally, I know... OnPred's going to hate just pre-ordering in general, but I think pre-orders are a necessary part of the community when you want to get a game that you're almost 1,000% sure. Because I do see your side of it. What if you pre-order a game and you hate it? And now you spent all the money on that company, and the company's just going to say, oh, they spent all this money on the game. Of course, it's good. well, let's make another one. Call of Duty, I'm looking at you. But yeah. I think at the end of the day, it becomes a consumer problem. But before I get into that, it's I, I agree with you. In that when it comes to pre-order bonuses, you should be able to get them all in one place and they should be physical things. Like I'm talking about like when I would – I still have my – I mean this sounds dumb. Um, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, when that came out, if you pre-ordered Pokemon Diamond or Pearl, you got a special stylus that went along with your game. And I still have it and it was really cool. It has Dialga on it because I got Pokemon Diamond. But Can I have it? Maybe. No, it's mine. You oh. Get your own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't pre-order like somebody well, here. But like, see, that's what we're saying. It, you even said so yourself. You'd rather have something physical come with your pre-order yeah, copy. And like a steelbook case and stuff like that, artwork. All that is cool. But when you start taking away digital content that could be in the game and now you have to pre-order it to get it, it loses its value. I see that. I get that. But at the end of the day, I think this becomes more of not a problem of pre-orders it's more a problem of the consumer buyer beware you know what i mean well who's gonna protect them when is the next zero game review gonna come out (laughs) who's gonna protect them who's gonna protect them from the pre-orders on bread we we are here for them we will inform them as news breaks you know about (laughs) pre-orders and whatnot in other news do not get 
freaking Pokemon Let's Go Eevee with the twenty dollar bonus Pokeball thing. Oh, uh, it's so worth it. Oh, oh so worth <laughs> it. So no, worth it. No, but get I think it. I think that's no, the thing that we have to get down to. It's not necessarily yeah. the pre-order the problem. It's the digital content consumers are taking away. Let's take a look real quick at Star Wars Battlefront 2. EA, it's a company that I would not trust with my money because they have been gone on record to do microtransactions and screw you over. When it comes to pre-order, do games that you are 100% supporting, have been continually supportive of, and don't pre-order the new Call of Duty, Call of Battlefield, Call of whatever. Call of Battlefield? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Call but, of Battlefield 7? Yeah, oh, of course. But thank you, Onpred, for being on the show. I truly appreciate it. I think we got to the bottom of it. It's more of like consumers. Beware of what you buy. Support games that you are 100% sure behind. And don't be pre-ordering games that you have a good feeling they're going to be bad. Use your money wisely. Because once you're a college broke student or, or a broke college student, you're going to regret it. Trust me. Or just don't eat. Oh, That's yeah, fine. well, that works, too. No, no, don't do that. Please, don't. <laughs> but thank you, Onpred, for being on the show. Dude, thanks, Zero. Well, that wraps up another episode of Zero's Game Room. Want to give a special thanks to my graphics designer, at Trekit on Twitter, and at David underscore Ritter for voicing my intro. Keep up to date with the podcast by liking it on Facebook, at Zero's Gaming Room, and on Twitter, at Zero's Game Room. Until next time, GG, with a definite re.